Ice, the final frontier. We're doing that again. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Star Trek Sucks. I'm Leal, and I like Star Trek. I'm Jack, and I don't like anything. Yeah. So we're going to start off with uh, the. Uh, I keep. The, I feel like we need a better name for. Anyway, the 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 backtrack. Sure. Yeah. Uh, one, we keep not talking about my my knitting. <laughs> so this isn't like this is going to be another coffin episode. I just ran over here. Sorry. The the viewers. This, this, uh, <laughs> um, this isn't like specifically a bit. I just uh, I knit things, and so for the last four episodes, and and presumably yeah. to continue for as long as we're doing this show, I've been knitting the entire. This time show is going to create a lot of knitted goods, a lot of blankets. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I. Uh, I just learned how to uh, how to knit cables, uh, which I'm very which I'm very excited about. It's a it's a new uh, new technique oh, cool. for me. Yeah. yeah, just just learned yeah, that this is a week. knitting podcast. Yeah, it's a po- <laughs> podcast about Star Trek and knitting. It's a very very small. Niche. I mean, goddamn, there's so many of those already. I feel like <laughs> this is so like redundant. But um, another thing that uh, I I don't think I've mentioned yet, but I did watch the original series uh, episode, The Naked Time. Uh, and we talked about how fucking dumb it is that uh, that um, uh, he uh, that uh, uh, Wes decide like his first order of business when he take when he commits mutiny is uh, to proclaim extra desserts yep. for everything. So that's in the original episode. Really? Yeah. Is it? Th- there's not a child. Character. No, there is not. No, the adult man. In, awesome. in the original series episode, The Naked Time, uh, takes over the ship, uh, endangers everybody's lives, and when he takes control of the ship, again, his first order of business is to declare extra desserts. That fucking sucks. Yeah. 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 Um, another thing, uh, and this is going to be a running thing, um, I, I think, so I'm, I'm excited to, uh, because when we get to the end, we will have the comprehensive list of your order of preference for this entire series. We're just going to start now and just keep slotting them in. Okay. Okay, so I think, so we've seen four episodes so far. Yeah. Uh, I believe your order of preference uh, is Naked Now, number one. Yeah. Uh, honor Code, number two. Only because I have to have a second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's what's fun about this exercise. Uh, and, then la- and then Last Outpost and then Farpoint Station. Yeah. Okay. I'd say that's about right. Yeah. Although I will say I uh I did have one note from last episode uh-huh. that might put it actually up to number two, and that is there was no Wesley in it. Yeah, there really wasn't. Yeah. Not yeah. at all. Which is nice for yeah, me. Yeah, that's because I fucking hate that creep. That let's uh let's 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 make that switch. All right, we're making the switch. We'll just uh, we'll, uh, switch those. We're eventually going to have this on the internet somewhere <laughs> where we can, you can refer to it anytime you're like, I wonder, wonder what Jack's order of preference is on Star Trek: The Next Generation <laughs> episodes. Um, but so the and then last but not least, uh, my my final backtrack here is that going back to again to uh, the Naked Now um, and the sex scene <laughs> between. I see your note here. This is a really good point. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, there's a sex scene between uh, Data and Yar, which uh, Yar is on Space Molly at the time, right. which explains her motivations. But right, Data's down there. Data goes down there to take her to sick bay. Yeah, and then she comes on to him, and he's like, "Yeah, I guess I'll fuck." Yeah, and then he just fucks her and leaves. Yeah, I ain't fucked. He yet. is awful at his job. Yeah, that is, 
Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, there is no explanation for why he would be affected by the fucking uh, by the virus. Well, it does. I mean, it does eventually affect him, which is like, okay, fine, whatever. Does it? Yeah, it, toward the end. Um, but at the time, he's not he's not affected by it. He's just like, oh, I know I was supposed to take you to sick bay, but I guess I guess we'll fuck. fuck. Yeah. Instead, I am programmed in multiple anyway. Uh, and then uh, let's go ahead to uh, watch this instead. Um, yeah. Um, or consume this instead, I oh, guess. Consume but, um, this instead, sorry. Um, this week I'm going to recommend a sci-fi series called The Expanse. Um, there are eight novels. I'm about halfway through reading them. Um, they're very fucking good. I watched a little bit of the TV show. It's on uh, Amazon. Also pretty fucking good. Um, really good sci-fi that has well-written and believable characters, um, plots that, that like? make sense. Um, <laughs> no one's particularly annoying in it at all. <laughs> um, actually, I, I brought it up because we were kind of talking about the the lazy encountering alien technology writing mm. in the last episode, and uh, there's a lot of like encountering ancient alien technology in The Expanse, but it uh, makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, it's well thought out. Mm -hmm. It's it's well written. Um, there's serious dramatic stakes. Mm -hmm. Again, the characters behave in consistent and believable fashion. Are the actors good? Yes. Oh, so it's a totally different show. It's very different than yeah. this show. Uh, okay, so last but not least, before we go into the watch, this episode is called <laughs> "Where No One Has Gone Before." Do you have any recollection or guesses about what's about? I don't remember see? any of it. Um, I don't really have any guesses either. I'm guessing they're just going to go somewhere new, but that's every episode. So Yeah, it kind of is. Uh, and you're right. Uh, but yeah, it's But that's also new. every episode. Yeah. So. Uh, I will uh, go ahead and warn you. This is going to be a real Wesley heavy episode. <laughs> yeah. So, right. well, uh, I'm in a good mood today. Yeah, we got a bottle of wine, so. And we got wine. Here we go. Here we'll be we right go. back. Go where no one. So, <laughs> uh, we catch up with the crew of the Enterprise, uh, and they are being joined by just the biggest asshole in the galaxy. Yeah, I mean, from uh, what I can tell, he's just arrogant. It's like so arrogant, just smarmy. Yeah. And he sucks. Yeah, he fucking sucks. But he's actually at least sort of well written for like the first half of the episode. I'd say. Yeah, actually, like I'll he, give you he that. it's. I keep make I keep coming back to this, but at least he's a consistent character who seems to be the same person from scene to scene. I, which I is will I will give you that more it's than I'll just, give most of the characters on this show. Right, but the flip side of that is that that's because he is given exactly one note. And True. that is be arrogant as fuck and yeah. be convinced that you are the, you know, the yeah. God, uh, God's gift to propulsion systems. Um, whereas everybody else is trying to, like, have complexity. And and, and, and not to argue with you, they are uh, very bad at, at yeah. portraying that complexity. Yeah. Uh, as we see with several people's interactions with Wesley during this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, shut up, but also come here and watch. Yeah. It'll be a good educational a of, experience for you. going on. Um, I did want to point out that I had a hard time watching this episode because there's a frog. There's, yeah. a, there's a very loud frog yeah. somewhere near or in your house. Not in the show. 
just to no, be clear in your home watchers <laughs> yeah uh there's a bunch of i mean you've been over here when we've had like bonfires at night in the summer yeah in the it's, summer it's yeah. november yeah i mean one of them's still hanging on i don't know what to tell you yeah. i've seen them too and they are like the size of my thumb like this the the, huh. the like the last joint of my thumb that's the size that's of these frogs and they are incredibly loud frogs insanely loud yeah. yeah this has nothing to do with the show um we're providing context we're setting a scene it's a theater it's, of the mind uh it's uh it's seasoning <laughs> i just want everybody to have a mental image of the two of us sitting on a couch and you're knitting and i'm looking for a frog yeah and um, we're drinking rosé and we're drinking rosé <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, the the basic premise of the show is that this guy uh, Kaczynski, which they spell differently, but I just can't hear it without yeah. thinking of the Unabomber. <laughs> that reminds me of. Uh, I mean, this sh- this episode came out before the before. Yeah, yeah. yeah th- there's an unfortunate. Going back to the Expanse for a second, there's an unfortunate thing in the uh, in the novels that they don't really do in the show, but the uh, the technology that allows them to travel. Um, long distances within the solar system is called the epstein drive oh no it really takes me out of the books every time they oh, every no. time the epstein drive comes up oh no that's <laughs> yeah that's a real bummer <laughs> yeah that's a real Just using the epstein drive to go to your space island and yep you know. nope yeah that's <laughs> Uh, Moving on from that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this uh, engineer guy, Kaczynski, has supposedly come up with uh, a way of improving propulsion systems. And the thing is, he, okay, the United Federation of Planets is a fundamentally scientific organization. Right. And while obviously, yeah, this guy being the guy who invented this thing, it makes sense that he would be the one going around testing it. But also... Again, it's science, and if you can only make a thing happen when one guy is there, right. that's not... One of the main things about science is that it is replicable. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not science. And so they have sent this guy to the newest flag and, and the flagship of the fleet to tinker around with their right. engines. Um, yeah, I mean, it. so Picard is like, I don't want to... I'm not interested. I don't want to do this. This seems like a bad idea. Yeah, everybody's like, I don't trust this guy. He's fucking... But then, also, Wesley is... A, he, a child is allowed to fuck around in the engine room for its homework. Yeah. Um, Which seems like an inconsistent position to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Uh, also, when they're introduced to give his name and the, and the, the traveler just introduces himself as Mr. Kaczynski's assistant and says his name is unpronounceable... Yeah. To humans, which fine. Fine, but give fair. them a different name. Yeah. You, you can't just not have a name, man. Yeah. Like you what? gotta we gotta call you something. How do you introduce yourself when you're not standing right next to Mr. Kaczynski? <laughs> do you s- I am uh I'm the assistant of a guy you don't you don't know. Yeah. But uh, Mr. That's Kaczynski's who I am. assistant. Who are you, who's that? I he's not here right now, but I'm his assistant. I've my I my alien language is not pronounceable to humans. It's a whole thing. You, yeah, and that's it's not a good way to make friends. No, but a lot yeah. of this isn't. Um, uh, but I will give uh, Kaczynski one point, uh, and the first time that he said anything that didn't make me want to slap him in the mouth was when he walks into engineering and says, why is this child here? Yeah, that's why I wrote that down about, like, yeah, if you're worried about the engines, which you should be. Yeah, they're real important it's a, it's, in space. I definitely agree with the, like, I'm not interested in someone fucking with my engines. Mm-hmm. But, uh, kid playing with him yeah yeah 
he's working on a school project that he has to actually physically be in engineering for. He can't be on the holodeck. He can't look the information up in the computer. Right. Hey, just, I, no. Yeah. Yeah. You don't trust the scientist that your, that your command told you to let on the ship, but just let the boy, let the boy play with the, the boy, the boy who committed mutiny two episodes two episodes ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so the, uh, they, they, they test the thing, uh, and immediately, like, Wesley starts interacting with the Traveler, and the Traveler gets this, like, enamored look in his eye about Wesley. And, I mean, I get so what I, one thing I wrote down later is I feel like Wesley is almost treated like Harry Potter. Um, yeah, it's, it's that, yeah. But the show is not about Wesley. Like, the show is about everybody. Right. So you can kind of excuse it in Harry, because when you go back, if you haven't already, because I'm also a fan of Harry Potter, uh, but I've also gone back and uh, reread or listened to the audiobooks and watched the movies all the way back to the beginning. And the number of times that Harry is completely fucking out of line yeah. uh, and demands and gets way more exceptions. And I mean, you just you start to identify with Snape a lot more and you start to get where he's coming from. Yeah, I mean, as an, I mean Snape, as an adult, I mean, if you're actually <clears throat> reading it as an adult, I think a lot of people cling to Harry Potter into adulthood in a way that's sort of problematic because they anyway whatever yeah. that's a long tangent we don't need to go on to but like I mean yeah I but the, like the chosen one narrative like the sort of you're the special boy thing I get why it appeals to children yeah um, but you should grow out of that shit yeah well and especially otherwise I, you're gonna be a fucking asshole your I, whole life. I, I really do find it uh, like just a just a bad fit for the universe that Roddenberry is trying to create because it really is about everybody, and it's, it is about teamwork and unity and, and everybody's and individual. And egalitarianism. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so the idea that there is a, you know, a golden child within this scenario, I think that's one of the things that I find that, that really... Yeah, uh, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. The show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, exper the experiment goes, on, goes wrong, and they end up like three million light years uh, away from, uh, from home. And I just I think it's really funny. Like, I can't say that it's wrong because we'll never know, obviously. But the way that they represent like this distant and strange space environment, both, right. the, both the first one, which the way they represent the first one is just there's a lot of galaxies all over yeah it's it's a it's much more galaxy yeah, than our galaxy real real galaxy like the, there's a lot more galaxy going on yeah um, it's just... purple too because <laughs> you know how you know how galaxies when you they're go diff they're different colors that's yeah. how you know you're in a different one yeah yeah that's how yeah like even fusion even, works differently in different parts of the universe sometimes yeah. it's purple even though you are still again in deep space it's all much closer to get anyway yeah, yeah they, i thought that was funny and then when they uh travel again then it's some sort of space clouds thing yeah uh, and but there's, also there's unexplained like snowflake things flying around yeah. um yeah it's pretty but also isn't this kind of the plot of how voyager started i there's no way i could ever know that oh uh Okay. I am aware of a show called Voyager. <laughs> I, That's how much I have to contribute to that question. But what I know about the show Voyager is that for some reason, like the, the inciting event for the show is that for some reason they end up traveling way, 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 way farther away. And so the continue, like the through line of the entire series is that they're trying to get back to uh, yeah. the, the Alpha Quadrant. Okay. Um, and they end up in the, like the Delta Quadrant, I think. Uh, 
about and how about Voyager and it's just for the boys? I mean, but it's got a lady captain. Yeah, but I'm saying it's a different show. Oh. I feel like that's a good uh sci fi gay porn title. Sure. There you go. Voyager. <coughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, all the gay porn producers that listen to this show, and we yeah. know there's a lot of you. Yeah, hit um, us up, uh, Star Trek Sucks Pod at gmail.com. <coughs> we'll help you write that. Do we have that emails? Have yeah. That? Oh, sweet. <laughs> Do you check it? Uh, I have not. Okay. Um, we also, we have, uh, we have a Twitter, um, but we didn't want to create a new Twitter because we already had too many Twitters. You have too many Twitters. I, I have too many Twitters. <laughs> but collectively, also, it's still true of us as a group. Yeah, as an average between the two of us, we still have too many yeah. Twitters. Between the two of us. Because I have one. Yeah, we have an average of, of four and a half Twitters. Not good, man. Yeah. Uh, so we are at Ship Facts. Uh, yeah, because that's tweet at us at Ship Facts. And if also, you, want, you can watch, yeah, you can, you can read some pretty uneven old material we wrote in like 2012. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wrote that I just want to fucking slap Kaczynski in the face, especially after the first thing goes wrong and he comes up to the bridge and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm so this is so great. This is check so much out better. what I did. I got uh, us all killed. I can't believe. Uh, I, you must be so excited to get to be involved in this horrible <laughs> fucking mistake that I just made. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, they do like a little round table um, where they talk about." Everybody gives advice to the captain on what they think they should do, mm-hmm. um, which clearly the answer is try to go home. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else. Anyway, um, Data, Data say- says something about, uh, oh, I think we should stay here and study it for a while, which is like, yeah, all right. I, I, and then Picard says, spoken like a true Starfleet graduate. And it's like, didn't they all, didn't all of them graduate from Starfleet they did but also I agree with Data's point and uh, also they have probes uh that yep. are specifically for this. Right. I mean it would take one would imagine uh, yeah. assuming that the signal from the probe travels at the same subspace speed as the message that they that he sends to Star Trek that or to Star Star Trek Starfleet uh <laughs> it would take 50 years to get there but still from a basic right. scientific perspective yeah you launch a probe we're at like, hey, right. we're in a weird place that we've never been to before, and we've got to leave. Launch a probe before we leave. Yep. Standard fucking yep. operating. Absolutely. Fucking Even if it takes fifty years to get data back, it's yeah. like, yeah, why not? And yeah. might get something in fifty that's, years that you want. That's still sooner than we'll get another ship out here. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so then they try the experiment again. Uh, they get uh, flung even further uh, out into the space clouds, um, and now everybody's imaginations start becoming reality yeah because that's what happens if you go far enough out apparently yeah um which i i guess what they're getting at is that it's like a sort of still forming part of the universe where like maybe there's not as uh like reality isn't quite as like discreet and foundational yet um which is like i are fine i'll accept the premise that's an that's an acceptable premise for a sci-fi show i mean i guess but my immediate reaction to it is that they're towards the edge of which first of all completely nitpicky but if we if um i didn't google this but uh i, I think you're right that we believe the big, big bang to be about 10 billion years old uh and they say that it would take them three billion uh or that they're yeah that they're three billion light years from their own galaxy anyway so they're technically nowhere near the edge really yeah i mean yeah well you're getting into anyway <coughs> cosmology is just kinda, yeah 
yeah you start thinking about it too much you get kind of nauseous yeah it's, it's very tricky but but the thing and again it's nitpicky but uh i would think that the more f uh kind of formational parts the less you know the less concrete formed parts of the universe would be towards the middle and not towards the edge because the ones towards the edge are the older ones right i gotta start reading about this stuff yeah. again. i feel right, All right. um <laughs> They ask where they are, and Davis says where no one has gone before, which is the title of the episode. <laughs> and and I really want Data to say the title of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I would find that fucking delightful <laughs> if just Tasha. every episode he says the title. Tasha <laughs> tries to seduce him, and he's like, I guess we'll get naked now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree. I want yeah. that as well. Um but yeah, so everybody's imaginations start becoming reality. So the first thing that happens which, is... <laughs> so whatever you're thinking about becomes reality, which means both Tasha and Worf were thinking about their childhood pets <laughs> <laughs> while they were doing their job yeah. on the bridge of a starship. Worf's just in the back of his head. Just thinking about his like, pig about thing. His, his pig triceratops. <laughs> both of them and were also, thinking about their pets. Uh Tasha's like Worf explains it and Tasha's like you mean it's a kitty cat it's obviously a puppy dog Tasha for yeah Christ's it's sake. clearly a pig dog yeah it is a Klingon pig dog where do you get kitty cat and then her kitty cat appears and then uh, she immediately uh, uh, hallucinates herself into a rape fantasy er, god not rape fantasy <laughs> god excuse <laughs> me canceled yeah uh, a rape gang memory flashback uh, thing which I know that the moment of her like telling the cat to go run and hide when she's in that that flash that flashback hallucination is because presumably the rape gang would would have killed her cat. I know yes. that. But also the first thing that popped into my head was are these guys cat rapists? Yeah. <laughs> I So I know that this this is going to be problematic, but yeah, I yeah. know that I know that gangs rape people. Yeah. But they don't form around the. Sp it's not like their main no thing profit. they do. There's no profit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and and every time she talks about the colony, it's like there are. Sounds like there's like dozens of rape gangs, yeah. not gangs, not violent street gangs that also sometimes rape people, but just guys that. I mean, maybe it is posse just like, up and wander the wander the streets. Maybe that's like the Friday night mess around for the guys on this colony. Just meet <laughs> up with the dudes and go on a. It sounds like a bad place. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I think that's very clear in the. Yeah, and in, in fact, I would venture to say they're coming off a little heavy-handed um, with making it seem bad. I mean, it's a fucking bummer, and it and yeah, it almost feels to me like. Uh, I don't know, like it doesn't get, like they throw it around so much at this point that I feel like they're not giving adequate weight yeah. to if that were a real scenario. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. Um, yeah, somebody else imagines himself into a string quartet. Captain Picard sees his mom. Who's very French. Very, um, so French. Which raises the question again, why does he have it? english accent i mean when i know we talked about school. they shot they shot a uh 
pilot with him doing a French accent, and we're like, no, no one's gonna, <laughs> yeah, no one's gonna take this seriously. But it's like, man, you haven't made the show yet. Just change his backstory to make him English. Yeah, yeah, actually, like, that's that a seems, really good point. Seems like you could just do that. Yeah, and he could still wax on r- rhapsodically about how great England was instead of France. Yeah, you could just do that. The show sucks. <laughs> Um, so after, I'm not going to make it after all four the, years of doing this. Oh, you're going to, if, uh, if, if the, the, if the worst idea of all time guys can do it, we can do it. Um, so they, after the second, uh, travel thing, the traveler is super tired. So they get him, uh, to sick bay and, oh, at some point they figure out that he's the one doing yeah, it, yeah. not, uh, Dr. Unabomber. Yeah. And, and w- there, I, I, which that scene is terrible i laughed out loud at the moment where they're like it wasn't him at all yes it was it was me yeah and then almost immediately then his next line is i thought it was me i thought it was me it's like yeah he that character doesn't cave that fast on that issue guys yeah not the way you've established him as being a complete fucking twat he's gonna stick to his guns for longer than a couple seconds yeah guys yeah guys folks guys you guys this show sucks <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but that so they get him into sick bay and wes let's remember wesley has known this alien for three hours yeah and they didn't talk much he just watched him fuck with the engine yeah and wes was like well what if you did it this way and then the alien was like right. i found the chosen one yeah uh, and he's yeah. Wes is like he's my friend. Nope. Again, known nope. him for three hours. Not your friend. Yep. He's an alien that just killed us all and sentenced yeah. us all to die uh, in deep space. There's a scene where Wes, where, <laughs> um, uh, Riker and Picard are talking, and, and Riker calls him the boy, and uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> He goes, my name's Wesley, and Picard goes, yeah, we know. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> and uh, and also, honestly, was... Wesley himself is not particularly annoying in this episode. I, no. I just find the chosen one narrative to be yeah. sickening, yeah. Um, frankly. Um, but, um, but he's not too bad, but yeah, it was as, still like a very gratifying moment. Of like, God is ass. <laughs> <laughs> we all know your name, fucker. <laughs> yeah, we fucking know. We've heard about you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you took over the ship again two episodes two ago. Two episodes ago. Um, and then so there's this private moment between Picard and the Traveler where the Traveler is laying out in just painfully explicit terms the thing yeah. that has been playing out in the narrative for basically the entire show. Do you point. know who Mozart is? Yeah. He was good at music. Wesley's good at ship. Yeah. Also, he says, I found something in your ship's libraries about a musician named Mozart. When the fuck did you have a chance to go to the yeah, library? When were you at the library? You got here, left the transporter room, went to engineering, took us a three million mile three million light years away, then took us a billion or three billion light years away. And then got sick. And then got sick, and now we're having this conversation. When did you go to the library? Yep, that's the problem with this episode. Yeah. Other than that, it's airtight. Yeah. Another problem though is that this is an impossibly advanced alien species that's basically able to like harness thought energy right uh and is dependent upon human spaceships to get around in space right 
Mm-hmm. Or presumably other species, spaceships. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. 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 Um. Oh, uh, new segment. Data's Vocabulary Corner. Data's Vocabulary Corner. Uh, this episode, the phrase, word or phrase that Data was not, that se- seemed very confused by, was sleigh ride. Yep. Uh, LaForge calls it, he says that we're back to where we were before we went on this sleigh ride. I am actually on Data's side on this. I have never... Listeners, tweet at us <laughs> if um, if you've ever heard anything resembling this be described as a sleigh ride. I mean, nothing besides this episode of this show has ever resembled this scenario. Well, just like sort of a... I mean, I would call it a wild goose chase or something along those lines. Mm. You know, the sort of like a sort of long, pointless voyage. I think um, a sleigh ride, sleigh ride is a... I mean, not necessarily long, but a pointless voyage. It's a... a uh, yeah, but have you ever heard anybody use it like that? I mean, the like, only other like time, rhetorically. the only other time that anybody in history has used the term sleigh ride is when referring to uh, Santa Claus, Jingle Bells, and uh, the Narnia Chronicles. Right. Those are the only that and those three contexts. We had sleigh rides where I grew up. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, in the I, winter. I, yeah, you huh. could you could like go on sleigh. Didn't know that they actually happened. Did, did you think sleighs were fictional? No, I just thought they were historical. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, that's anachronistic. Yeah, it's it's like a yeah, it's like a Renaissance fair sort mm. of. Yeah, in that in that vein of of. Yeah, that thing. sounds that that adds up. They're very boring. Yeah, um, I mean, it sounds like a hayride, not yeah. only in the rhyme scheme, but also yeah. And I've never been interested in going on a hayride. Nope. Um. So, do you have anything before the v- the very end? Um, I wrote down that uh, that his his uh thing that makes the ship go fast is the good vibes drive, um, <laughs> <laughs> which sucks, and I hate it. <laughs> like they get home by everybody. Everybody has to think kind thoughts about the traveler. Yeah, and that sucks, and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh. Um. And uh, our, uh, the ca- and Councilor Troy is like, oh, it's just it just feels real nice, it just yeah. it all feels real nice here. Oh, that was an amazing piece of writing where she's like, it feels like, it feels good, <laughs> and it's like, you want to maybe take another shot at that line. <laughs> Honestly, I think she was about to say like it feels like an orgasm or something, and then just chose chose to edit herself sure mate i mean i think you're giving the show more credit for subtlety than no that's than i deserves. just that I, I feel like that's a that's that's a legit read i don't think that's intentional all right um so yeah then uh last but not least uh yes the, the, the big captain, denouement of the of the episode the captain decides which i hate and it sucks that the child who uh almost killed everybody aboard the ship two episodes ago uh, and has shown consistent disregard for all of the rules. Yeah. Uh, and also should be in another program if he's this fucking smart. Yep. Like, it shouldn't take aliens to be like, oh, this kid's really smart. That we're talking about a, a, a human society, uh, an interstellar society that should have a very broad range of intellectual capacities and an ability to identify and properly uh, train. Uh, very smart people within yep. 
their population pool. Uh, but none of that exists. Nope. Because it takes this space alien telling Captain Picard that Wesley is the Mozart of spaceships <laughs> to convince Captain Picard to make this child a commissioned officer on this ship. Yeah. Yep. Not good. That's how it ends. Yeah, that is how it ends. Yep. I'm especially discouraged because it means he's going to be showing up more. Eventually, he goes off to Academy, and there's, like... I have, like, a vague memory of some, like, Academy-focused episodes. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to those. But there, but it also means that there is a, a decent spate where he's not a very, uh, a very present character on the show. You know, Will Wheaton has me blocked on Twitter. Does he? Yeah. What did you do? I didn't do anything, but... Uh, um, one of the like the irony accounts I follow was fucking with him, and he just blocked everybody that follows him. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I, I kind of like Will Wheaton on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, then, I, mean, I have no way of knowing. The <clears throat> next episode is called "Lonely Among Us." Okay. Oh, and our last brand new segment uh, comes to us from our friend Jinx Jenkins of the Overbook Podcast. You can check them out on the Eardrop Friend of, Friends of the Pod. Eardrop or eavesdrop? Wait, eavesdrop. Eavesdrop uh, podcast network. No, that's the show, and then it's eardrop. No, it's all eavesdrop. Shit, yeah, it's all eavesdrop. I'm gonna. I'm probably not cutting this out. Don't cut this out. Anyway, this is this is the stuff that the the viewers really want to see. Yeah, uh, Jinx gave us a book, and we're gonna do an exercise from it. So we have here the Star Trek Starfleet logbook, and then the subtitle is <laughs> "Find out if you have what it takes to rise through the ranks of Starfleet." Uh, and this is an original series-themed uh, book. It's yep. got uh, um, uh, uh, Spock and uh, Kirk and uh, Uhura on the cover here. And I'm just going to open to a random page, and we're going to do the thing that it says. Okay. Uh, no, we're not going to do that right now. All right, this is just a cutout. <laughs> to maybe we'll just go through and see what's in here. Uh, we'll we probably should have looked at this before we <laughs> did it. Yeah, yeah. we should have uh, planned this out better. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna read through the first couple of pages. We'll have to we'll have to think of what uh, what to actually do with this thing. Uh, so this is a welcome to Starfleet Academy. Every Starfleet officer begins their service by attending and graduating from Starfleet Academy, located on Earth in San Francisco. Starfleet Academy is known as being the best educational institution on any planet throughout the quadrant. Do you think Jinx listens to this show? No. Yeah, me neither. Um, but also throughout the quadrant, uh, and I think. Um, that Vulcan is in the same quadrant. Yeah, I was gonna say, aren't like the isn't it established that the other species, like there are other peoples that are more technologically advanced than Earth? Yeah, like Vulcans were the ones who discover. Like, so there was a Vulcan ship flying through our solar system when uh, uh, I forget his name, uh, but the doctor who invented warp speed like was doing his tests and they detected the warp engine and that was what made them, that's like the whole story behind First Contact. Gotcha. So, I so it seemed, that seems wrong to me. But Yeah, you would think the best school would be on Vulcan. Um, there's a whole thing to, uh, yeah, this looks like it's for children. <laughs> yeah, no, this is for children. Yeah, uh, There is a Starfleet Academy dorm room uh, 
door hanger, like do not disturb door sign thing that you can cut out and put on your and you can color it too dorm room <coughs> door you can, and you can hang it on your door so that people know to bully you. Yep. It says do not disturb. Starfleet cadet studying. Star. Wow. Okay. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. This that, <laughs> I mean, for a six-year-old, like that's probably sure. pretty good. I'm so, gonna be 37 in a couple months. Yeah. We've got class registration. Okay. Here we go. All right. What What we'll do is we'll uh, we'll we'll write this. Um, yeah. This is this is good. This could be good content. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll write it and put it on the Instagram account that we haven't created yet. Or we could tweet it out, too. Yeah, we could probably tweet it as well. Uh, so there's a little uh, a scene here with empty speech bubbles. So, yeah, we'll write out a little yeah. story to go with these speech like bubbles. Episode. Yeah, that'll be fun. And we'll tweet that out or put it on the put it on the Internet. Uh, okay. Well, then uh, we'll go ahead and we'll call this an episode yep. for this week. Pretty, uh, pretty bad finish. Yeah. Did not... Did not stick the dismount on this Did one. not um, do that thing where, like, uh, I open the book ahead of time and look at what's in it. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> didn't do that at all. Yeah, you didn't even get it out of your car. No. Just now. Yeah, just so. now. Um, so that's on me. Yeah. Uh, and... You know, I'm doing that thing where, like, I drag it out because I think something funny is going to come out of my head. Yeah. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>